1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone here on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Bulls beat the Jazz 85 77. There's no question what the key stretch of this game was. The Jazz defensively were awesome in the second quarter. Rudy was dominant. The defenders of wings were up tight on guys. And the Bulls missed 22 of 23 shots. And then Butler hits a three, and they only trail by two. And you knew this was going to be awfully tough if you have that kind of stretch and you could not break through. The Jazz only scored 17 points in that third quarter. Excuse me, in that second quarter, they only scored 16 points in the third 15 points in the third quarter, only 19 points in the fourth. So defensively, there's probably very little concern to tonight. But what has happened to this team offensively?
0: Well, it's amazing how you can look so good. From from game to game, uh, and, and look so bad, you know. Sometimes from game to game, I'm not so sure that the defense is what's killing the Jazz, except for when they're when it's a, a very good perimeter defensive playing team. And, and I thought that's what the Bulls did, especially in that second quarter when when, when they applied so much so much pressure. Uh, Butler, I, I think Wade, both of those guys are just professionals. They know how to get the job done.
1: Ron, we were courtside tonight, so we got a much different perspective, actually. Maybe it would have been even more clear up top. So Wade and Butler just get in on Hayward and Hood. Neither of them are comfortable all night. When they do, the Jazz started running a lot of double picks to get them free. But when they came through those double picks, there were always guys in the paint because what I thought, they I were they were sagging off Exxon. They were sagging off Dial. They were sagging off all the
0: other guys so much that Hayward and Hood had nowhere to go. Well, it, it's and they're clogging up the weak side, which I'm, we've said many, many times that there has to be something going on on the weak side of the floor. The floor has to open up some kind of way. And and and, and you you run a good offense. Uh, you set good screens to get your defense in a scramble. But I don't think the Jazz had done that tonight, put that defense in a scramble. Then the defensive schemes at the Chicago Bulls was uh, – that they, they, they were using was working. Why? Because there was no wings no no weak side uh, movement. There was one play in particular where Trey Lyles drives down the middle of the
1: lane. The Jazz had started to get Lyles free. Really had gone away from those matchups of the wings, took Trey Lyles off a of go bear pick, drove to the lane. They clog on it Rodney's up top. He doesn't shift over. So Gordon's just stuck in the corner. Lyle's actually threw the pass out just to the middle of the floor, so that, and Rodney went and ran it down. But it was just a perfect example of this one play of how lack of move, no movement. There was The ball was moving. None of the guys were moving. Nobody was clearing out to open things up. I mean, probably Quinn would desire that the left corner clears out to the right,
0: hood then rotates, then Hayward fills that spot, and you have some movement. But just none of that existed. I, I know that you, your, your game plans vary from game to game. But I think Quinn Snyder may have learned something tonight, and, and, and uh, one in particular would be combinations out there on the floor and what he can use in a situation like this with the kind of players of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I just, a uh, Boris Diaw just doesn't look good at all right now, um, and uh, man, I, I just think that you know Trey Lyles is probably going to be a guy. You're gonna, if you're going to use him, you got to use him a little bit more.
1: The open of the third quarter, the Bulls started on, I believe, an 8-0 run to open the third and a nine-zero run to open the fourth, and they just went right at Boris Diao. In the first quarter, they didn't guard Boris Diao, and so it forced Boris to take, I think, three of our first four shots. He missed, made one of them miss the other two. That was the first sign the game was going to be hard for the Jazz offensively because they weren't guarding him. But they then, in the open the fourth quarter, they just went at him. The third quarter, they went at him almost every play with Taj Gibson, and that's a sign that the other team is looking at you saying, fine, if you're going to have him on the floor, we're going to see if he can move.
0: Yeah, most teams try to take advantage of, of mismatches out there on the floor, take advantage of weak players out there on the floor, players that they think, think are weak. I mean, the Chicago Bulls are no different than the Jazz. The Jazz have done it plenty of times this year, and uh, you're absolutely right. They went right at Boris Diaz, I mean, and, and Jeff Withey there as well in that, set, in that third period, in that second period. Jeff Withey has got such a high
1: center of gravity that when he gets pulled, this is what they've always said about him, it's caused him two, two problems in his career. I've talked to Scott's so way, he's got high hips. Remember this? We talked about this last. Year. The high hips means he can't hold his ground very well in rebounding. It also means that when he gets out on the floor at 20 feet and has to change direction, it's not happening.
0: <laughs> and it showed here tonight because they, they did just blow right by him and, and Boris. Now, I'm not sure if Boris's knee is still bothering him to the point where he couldn't slide and, and stay in front of guys. But whatever the case, you know, the, the Chicago Bulls did a great job of taking advantage of that. And uh, even though this was not a high-scoring ball game, I uh, probably was expecting some more scoring here out of the Jazz to come out of that slump. They did not score very well. They did not shoot the basketball very well against the Memphis Grizzlies night. I was expecting a lot more than what we got on the offensive end tonight.
1: Now, Ron, if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking to myself, well, then what are we going to do without favors? It's clear favors are going to be out for a while. That was very clear today at shoot-around. No one knows the definition of what a while is. But, okay, well, if Boris is scuffling and Withy has a hard time, like, I guess Withy against a pure center this tonight, you got Kata Miritich tonight who brings you out on the floor. How are the Jazz going to get enough power forward minutes to cover for Derek
0: here. Well, it, it, um, hey, he's going to have to put Trey Lyles in there, I think. Uh, and then what do you do when Trey?
1: Well, then you
0: find to... matchups for Boris and Jeff that work. Gonna have to find out, you know. Just gonna have to experiment. I mean, I, I thought at the beginning of the year, a healthy basketball team like this, there were so many options that that uh, Quinn Snyder had, uh, and he could play situation basketball, just depending on what's going on at the time that he can he can counter and and uh, and make themselves successful out there on the floor. But with injuries and 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 uh, and I'm thinking Boris Diaw is, is 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 behind put it that way he's behind right now and and uh, to the point where he's really not helping the basketball team so he's going to have to find some different combinations uh, maybe Joe Johnson's going to have to spend a little bit more time out there on the floor and and I really uh, agree with you with the. the uh, the comments that you made are by stretches of 12, 10 to 12 minutes, you know, so he gets more involved. I mean, this is a player that's had great success in the league for many, many years, and and uh, and, and he's not a five-minute player here and a and spot player there. So a few good things about tonight. One of them is what Ron just mentioned. The Jazz changed the way they're using
1: Joe Johnson. They brought him in earlier in the ballgame and then let him play an extended 12-minute stretch. He finished much more productively than he has you remember, this guy hasn't come off the bench since 2003. This is all a brand-new experience for him. Uh, it's been almost 13 years, 930 games since he's come off the bench. So with him coming off the bench, it's an, they, I think that's how they've got to do it. And the Jazz looks better with him playing those extended minutes. The other one, really a credit to Antonio Lang and to Zach Guthrie and to Quinn Snyder and, and the coaching staff
0: tonight. Let me touch on that yeah. before you before you go in that direction because late in my career, you know, I'm 34, 35 years old, and I, started, and I was coming off the bench. And when you play small stretches, you don't feel like you're in the game. I mean, there's times when I, you probably don't even break a sweat. And so you really don't feel like you're in the ball game. And so that's probably uh, something that Quinn needs to look at with Joe Johnson. And then the
1: other one, to the coaches' credit, is they had a very specific game plan on Wade and Butler, and I thought they made them uncomfortable for most of the night.
0: That, they did. I thought that they did a great job of uh, forcing them to, to, the, to the weak side, to the weak hand, uh, and – they did not respond very well. Butler did not shoot a great percentage tonight. But players like that make the big shots. They make the big plays. And I thought that, that both of them, especially Wade in that fourth quarter, they bring him back in. What does he do? He makes four quick points and you know, jumpers. And going to his right, you, want him, you force him to his right, He won't force him to his left. You force him to his right, he still makes make the big plays. But, uh, again, I, I just – next time the Jazz play the Chicago Bulls, I, I think it'll be a much better basketball. Final thing, what did they do to Hood and Hayward that just completely
1: knocked both of them out of their sequences time? I,
0: I don't think, uh, I, I just think Hayward's struggling. I mean, uh, he, uh, he he didn't have very many clear looks, and, and the, the ones that he did have, he, he didn't make them. Uh, Hood uh, did not let him get to that spot, you know, the spots I talk about, that 15, that, that comfort zone, and he took him out of his comfort zone, and, and Uh, again, the perimeter defense is just awfully good. I
1: like the fact that Rodney attacked a few times. He didn't give any calls, though. You know, the only thing we've talked about Rodney is trying to get to the free throw. I thought he attacked tonight, to his credit, but they didn't give him the calls. That is postcast tonight here on Locked On Jazz. David Locke along with Ron Boone. Thanks for staying up late with us on Thursday or grabbing this on Friday morning. This has been part of the Locked On Podcast Network. at participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17